0: All right, grab your Bible. It is the year of the arena. There is no more Sideline Christianity available. And so we're going straight to the source, the Word of God. So grab your Bible, whether it's on your iPad, whether it's grab the one off the coffee coffee table, whether it's on your phone, make sure you have your Bible because you got to know how to read it and find the answers because you're going to need the answers when you least expect it. So you got to be working on it right now. The year of the arena, the year of Bible study. All right, let's pray. Father, I'm asking that your people would hear your voice today and not mine. I'm asking that your word would shape us, change us, and mold us like only you can do. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. All right, open your Bible to Isaiah chapter number 55. We're in the middle of a series I'm calling The Love Affair because you have to be ravenously in love with the Bible. The Bible is the thing that defines who God is and what He is like. And if you don't know what the Word says, you can have, a, you can have an idea about God that's not even what He is like. So here's what, it ha- here's what happens. We use the Bible to find out who God is, what He's like, Then we actually fight with the Bible. His Bible is the Word of God, and we're going to cover a few scriptures today, but make sure and take part in every service that we have, especially during this series, because in the coming weeks, I'm going to break down the different sections of the Bible so that you know where to look for an answer, uh, when to find an answer, how to find an answer, what section of the Bible, because usually it's a very big book and can be very intimidating. Well, we're going to take out all the intimidation, and we're going to make you an absolute Bible ninja by the end of this series. Can you say amen to that? Well, as I said earlier, I am in Utah with the family on a ski trip. Of course, Brother Ivan was supposed to be with us this weekend, but in an abundance of caution and just wisdom, you know, I just said, hey, brother, let's do it another time. And I wanted you guys off the road as well. Uh, So open your Bible to Isaiah chapter number 55, going to read a few verses, then we're going to jump over to the book of John. Isaiah 55 in verse 8. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. That word thoughts can be translated to plans just as easy. In other words, God's plans and way of doing things are not like yours. That means that you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind and the Bible, calls the, the Bible calls the word the water of the word. You have your mind washed by the washing of the water of the word. And you metanoe or you change how you think to line yourself up with what this book says. Because his plans are greater than your plans. They're greater than my plans. And we got to find out what his book says to even know what to believe in. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may seed give seed to the sower. My God, I could preach right there. And bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. Listen to this. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. You have to find out what the Bible says, because when you find out what the Bible says, now you know what to actually believe in. And his word will never return void. That's why it's so important to put your life on the foundation of the word of God, because there's so many good ideas out there that might work in a season or 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 work better in one season than another. But listen, the Bible will never, ever, ever return void. I was having a conversation earlier today with a gentleman. He was 80 years old, and I just knew in my spirit I needed to talk to him. So I went over and started talking to him. Turns out uh, he, was, uh, uh, he has a, a little bit of a different faith than we do. And he certainly, uh, he was a very nice man. But I said, I said, listen, I said, your Bible, or excuse me, your book, it doesn't make Jesus the focal point like the Bible does. And it, the Bible says it like this, without the shedding of blood, there is no atonement. And this particular gentleman's book, uh, of his faith, it gives an indication that there's somehow a way to atone for your own sins. Well, that is contrary to the Bible. So if there was no atonement without the shedding of blood, then listen to this. There must be the shedding of blood for you and me to be atoned. Therefore, if you have the Bible, now you're prepared for that conversation. Because so many times somebody will present to you a good idea. But God's word never returns void, and a good idea could fall flat tomorrow, could fail tomorrow. So when you stand on the word, and now listen, it's very cliche to say stand on the word, and we should do that, but you got to know what the book says, and that's what the love affair is about. That's what we're about in this series, is we're finding out what does God's word say, and why does he value his word so highly? Well, I'm glad you asked. Flip over to John chapter number one. The book of John, chapter number one. If you're new to the Bible, you've never read much of it, start with the book of John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's the fourth book in the New Testament. I'm going to teach very distinctly what's the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament in the coming weeks. But find a way to get the Bible in your hands and begin to read it. Read the book of John and look for everything that Jesus said. I was witnessing to a gentleman a couple of days ago. Matter of fact, I led him to the Lord right in the middle of a bar slash restaurant, and we just had an incredible encounter. It was a neat restaurant, and had they had uh, uh, cars everywhere, muscle cars and bicycles, uh, motorcycles everywhere. It was very incredible. And we were about to leave, and I just knew. I couldn't leave that place without sharing the love of Jesus to this guy. And before you know it, I said, man, I said, look, I said, this Jesus loves you very much. He loves me very much. I said, if you're not certain where you stand with him, you can give him your life right now. And he will save you, he will set you free, and he will make certain that you're a part of the family of God. I said, do you want to pray that prayer with me? Now listen, right right behind me was the bar in the restaurant. We're sitting in a booth. He said, I absolutely want to pray that prayer. And right there in the middle of that restaurant, we prayed the prayer of faith. And that prayer was not based on an idea. That prayer was based on the word of the living God which will not return void. So when you know what the word of God says and what the word of God declares, you can bring power into a situation. Flip over to John chapter number one. going to read a few verses and then I have some homework for you. Since it's the year of Bible study, I'm going to give you some homework and I want you to find it with your family. If you have a family, find it with your family. The, the, The homework that you have, I want you to find the story that I'm going to point out in the Bible. But here we go. John chapter number one. The Bible says, listen, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, I'm going to point out here in just a minute, it is clearly talking about Jesus. But if God calls Jesus the Word, matter of fact, later in this same verse, same chapter, He calls Jesus the Word became flesh, or the Word became flesh. The word literally took on flesh. Jesus took on flesh, the word of God. So Jesus is the walking around word of the living God. So your Bible is like having Jesus in the room. That's how powerful the word is to you. That's how you can swing him around like a sword at everything that comes against you. And if you know that by his stripes you're healed, you can swing the sword of the spirit at every symptom and every, every diagnosis that ever comes near you, you can swing the word of the living God, but you have to know it. And that's what we're talking about right now, knowing the word of God. So John writes here and he says this, he said, in the beginning was the word. So the word was in the very beginning. The word didn't come about later. It was scribed later. Do you understand that? It was written down later for you and for me so that we could read it. But in the very beginning, before there was anything else, the Word exists. Jesus exists. He is not some plan B that came about on planet Earth. The book of Revelation actually says, from the foundation of the world, the Lamb of God was slain. In other words, Jesus was always the way, the truth, and the life. Come on, verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Remember in Genesis, it says, let us make man after our likeness and after our image. That's the same thing he's saying right there. He says, the same was in the beginning with God. Yet God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they're all there in the book of Genesis chapter number one, and they're all there in John chapter number one. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. You can't find life outside of Jesus. And you can't find life outside of the Word. And the danger, this is very important. If you don't hear anything else I'm about to say. If you don't hear anything else I say this morning, hear this. The danger of trying to define God without knowing what the Bible says is how different offshoots and ideologies get formed. You have to go straight to the Word of God. In Him, Who is that? Jesus. Who is that? The Word. Who is that? The Word made flesh. In Jesus, in the Word, was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines. That scripture's uh, beautiful. That light, it, it literally can talk about a fire. One translation calls it a fire. It's almost like the fire of humanity. The power of God was on the inside of men. And the light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehends it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is talking about John the Baptist. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, or the word, or of Jesus, that all men through him might believe. John was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light that was the true light which lights every man that comes into the world. Listen to this. He was in the world, this is Jesus we're talking about, the word made flesh. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many received him, come on, that's you and me. As many received them, he gave them the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. When you and I are born again, we are born of God. It's a new life. And this is not, a, this is not an idea that humanity came up with. This is straight from the Bible, and when you find out that this is what the Bible says, don't overcomplicate it. The Bible says that the Apostle Paul, before he was the Apostle Paul, he was a guy named Saul, and he was a Pharisee. One translation says a Pharisee of Pharisees, like he was a, a gram like like a super, like grand poobah of Pharisees, knew more about Pharisaical ideology than almost anybody else. And he said this: He said, "I don't come to you, pardon the snowstorm." He said, I don't come to you with elegant speech. I don't come to you with, with putting all my words together per- perfectly. I come to you and I preach Christ and Him crucified. Because the simplicity of the Word made flesh, the one who created everything you ever see, coming to the planet, and you by faith being born not of man, but of God, and having the power to become a son or a daughter of God. It literally changes, not just your eternity. It changes every facet of who you are. The scripture continues to say that He gave us the power to become sons of God, born of God. In verse 14, And the Word, isn't this beautiful, was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and full of truth. Jesus Christ, the word became flesh. If the word was in the beginning and the word was with God and the word was God, how much more attention ought we pay to the word? If the word of God will never return void, shouldn't it be the first thing we consult whenever we have a problem and not the last thing? You know, you can probably come up with some pretty good ideas when it comes to prayer. But it wouldn't it just be a powerful thing if you actually prayed the Word of God? Because when you speak the Word of God in this atmosphere, in this dispensation, if it will, literally that's the one thing that can come out of your mouth that will never ever return without accomplishing what God said, what God said and set His Word out to accomplish. I'm out here in God's beautiful creation. I'll bet you it's not as cold. It's very cold. But I'll bet you it's not as cold as it is in Texas. But everything you see, God made. This morning, or yesterday morning, we were having breakfast. Maybe may have been two days ago. We were having breakfast right outside, right over there. Uh, there's a kitchen window. And a deer, like three deer, walked right down right where I am. God created them all. And then he stepped out of the grandeur Of a place called heaven, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, and he stepped in to where you and I are only to pay the price, to ransom us, to give us the power, somebody say power, to become the sons of God. Your Bible has every answer you ever needed, and you don't have to read it like an outsider. You read it like what you are a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Now, before I wrap this up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close in prayer. And if you need to give your life to Jesus, either for the first time or for the first time in a long time, I'm going to lead you in that prayer. And then I have some homework for you. But maybe you're watching this live stream and you say, you know what? I've never given my life to Jesus. I'm like that gentleman that I met at the restaurant. Maybe you're like him and you just know that today's the day. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Maybe you've backslidden. Maybe you're like the prodigal son and you've stepped away from God and somebody told you about this live stream and they said, you know what? Hey, it's, it's it's a winter wonderland. Why don't you just watch the live stream with us? Maybe that's you. Maybe you came home from college and you're sitting there watching with your mom and dad. I promise you, nothing would mean more to them than giving your life to Jesus or giving it back to him. So if that's you, I just want you to say this prayer right after me, right where you're sitting. Say this, say, oh God. I come to you now, and I ask you to save me. Write my name in your book. I believe Jesus died and rose from the dead for my victory. I'm a Christian now, on my way to heaven, in Jesus' name. Friend, if you just prayed that prayer, you've just been born again. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. There is nothing better than being in the kingdom, the family of God. What you need to do now is find a good church, a good church that teaches from the Bible. I know this is an iPad, but teaches from the Bible. If you live within 100 miles of of New Heights Church, College Station, Texas, welcome to New Heights. Welcome home. You need to join our First Touch team. Matter of fact, drop a comment in, the, in this live stream and just let us know that you've been born again or send us a message. We want to help you live for God. You can join our First Touch team. That's all of us who pull the wagon and commit our lives to loving people and pointing them to Christ. Another thing you need to do is you need to read your Bible. Start with the book of John. Start with a, a translation that you can understand and look for Jesus on every page. He'll jump off at you they will jump off the page to you and change every part of your life. All right, I love you. From my family to yours, we celebrate you. Thank you for tuning in. Now, here's homework. I want you, if you got your kids with you, I want you guys to find the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'll give you a hint. It's in the Old Testament, okay? Find that story, and you guys read it together. It's not too long, uh, but find that story. I'll give you one more hint. The book starts with the letter D. That's D like dog. You'll find it. You'll love it. You guys read it together. It's beautiful. It'll, tell, it'll teach you how to live by faith, even whenever you're being persecuted for your faith. And believe it or not, those things are still happening today. All right. I love you. God bless you. Let me pray a blessing over you, and then we're going to be dismissed. And I can't wait to be back in Texas. Hopefully, the flights are going to be uh, available this week, and I'll be able to get back. Let me pray this blessing over you. Father, I ask you to bless your people coming in, going out in the city and the field, this day and every day, in Jesus' mighty, precious, and holy name. Amen and amen. God bless you. I'll see you real soon.